The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to episode 128 of 4th and John. Big news. I mean, really, really big, Wait on me. big news here. Uh, according, I mean, according to Brian Baldinger, big news. Got some huge news. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Jason Peters is back in the nest. And if you've been following us over the last couple weeks, we've kind of been alluding to, you know, uh, Jason Peters coming back. You know, obviously... We're excited to have Yoda back in the locker room. Um, it's something that Derek Gunn was alluding to for the last couple of weeks. So in terms of like thinking about Jason Peters coming back, we were expecting him to come back, right? We were expecting him to come back, which is why when it was framed as big news, I think everybody kind of went in their own little directions. I mean, my first thought was clowny. We talked about this the other night, how like all the different names that this could possibly be. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the deliverance of that news because I, I felt like it was going to be something more than a player that we've already had on the roster. Granted, it was kind of up in the air whether or not he was going to be back here this year, but everybody was pretty much on the same uh, vibe that he was going to be here because he's going to field offers. But like, what kind of market really exists for a guy of his age, his injury history at this point, if we're being realistic, um, you know, you can't really expect to get much out of him, so um, it was inevitable he was going to end up back here. I mean, you think of the look at you think of the organization they gave him an opportunity to look for a deal out there. Um, you know, there wasn't really a market for him, um, but I, I thought I thought the Eagles had a price for him you know, in terms of bringing him back, and and they had an idea of you know the kind of role that they might want to use him at. Uh, but you know, Brandon Brooks goes down. You know, yeah. at, at the end of the day. You think about, I mean, the, the, the reasons. Part, I mean, the, the part where people are kind of like, you know, can he do it? Can he switch in, switch in, play guard? Like, you're, you're talking about a guy who's been in the league 17 years. He's mm -hmm. been with the Eagles 12 years. He knows the scheme. He right. knows the coaches. Uh, you know how how Stoutland wants to do things. He knows the guys across the line very well. He's played next to some of these guys. I mean, if he's moving the right guard, I mean, he's right next to right. Uh, uh, right tackle Lane Johnson. I mean, that's a Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, uh, Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. If you look across the board, those On the are right side. Yeah, that's a potential Hall of Fame group. That, yeah, that, that could go in the Hall of Fame. Um, but you know the, you know the the you know the elephant in the room is Andre Dillard. Is Andre Dillard ready to take that opportunity and, and run with it? Is is Jason Peters now a Security blanket if Dillard, you know, doesn't work out. Right. But again, like we 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 want we want the progression of uh, Dillard to work out. I mean, he, he was a first round pick. Yeah. So I mean, we're in the third year of uh, of Dillard. I mean, yeah, going into yeah. I mean the sec uh, 
it. I mean, the second year of Dillard, you, you want to see the progression with him. Absolutely. And uh, like that, that's the other aspect that I really like, I, I can't complain about. Like I love having a hall of a future hall of famer in Jason Peters being here to help Dillard's development. And as far as him um, going from tackle to guard, it's kind of a, a thing that's talked about that it's a lot easier to go from tackle to guard. And it's really not that feasible to go from guard to tackle. So like he's in the right position that way. And if we look back further in his career, he started his career as a tight end. I think that the transition from tight end to tackle will be much harder than from tackle to guard personally. And I think that, um, you know, being a tackle, you have, you, you have to seal off an entire side of that line. Whereas if you are tucked between two hall of uh, potential hall of famers, like you said, when you're tucked between Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, and you have those guys on either side of you to give you assistance, like he is in a position uh, where I think honestly, he could seriously succeed in that type of position. It's, and like it's it's a key thing now. Like I don't think that this happens the way that it happens uh, if Brandon Brooks doesn't go down. Brandon Brooks is healthy. I I don't know if Jason Peters is still here. I I, I think he was a potential plan in the works. Just in case. but I, I think um, just having him back. I think you you have to be real with yourself and like, do you have more trust in Matt Pryor than you do a Jason Peters? Yeah. I mean, you could talk about a uh, Jack Driscoll. You could talk about, uh, you know, moving some guys around. Um, Jordan Malata still on the roster. Like Jason Peters is a serious talent. Obviously, he's getting long in the tooth. Obviously, um, he is still a leader in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Lo- losing Brandon Brooks was not ideal, but now you have a guy that you can – you could trust, you know, the, the thing about him, you know, what would he play like around 80% of the snaps around close to the round of there. You're wondering, can he last? Uh, he, and if you're playing guard, you know, he could get, you know, dinged up a little bit, you know, on the inside. Did you hear uh, that? Did you hear that, Kill? That was the first false start whistle right there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. what do we say? Death? Taxes yeah. and a Jason Peters fall start, but we we love we love Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be you can't be mad. I mean, you, I don't think some people were actually mad about it. I, yeah, I don't no. think it's, it's nothing to be mad about, but like for your expectations to be some like like just evaluating the entire offseason right now, you have guys that are still out there on the market, like a Jadavian Clowney and. I, uh, Yannick Ngakwe is trying to get out of Jacksonville. Um, Jamal Adams is trying to get moved. And, like, you look at all that, and then you – you know, I think everybody just kind of put two and two together. They that Baldy is a guy that – personally, like, I don't think that Baldy is a guy that really puts out, um, like, teases like that. Um, like, that, that was kind of a new move for him to put out, like, hey, you know, we got a big thing in the works coming up. And um, so when he said that that time, it's not like he's a regular beat reporter or anything like that. It's a guy that's connected within the team. He talks um, to players. He talks to coaches. Uh, he's heavily involved within the Eagles organization. So I and a bunch of other Eagles fans took his words as a, um, you know, there's something actually like um, groundbreaking that was in the works for the Eagles when, I mean, I don't think Jason Peters is exactly considered groundbreaking. 
while it is an, a completely important piece for us to have, totally necessary, and considering how the Eagles' injury history has been that we've been with this medical staff, I mean, you never know who's going to make it to the other side of the season. Um, having depth is something that is crucial on this team. So I do like the depth that he provides. And I'm looking for the tweet um, from Balding. He's kind of like saying like, you know, well, I, I, th- I thought it was big news, you know, bringing yeah. But like you know what you were doing, bro. <laughs> Come on, ball digger. Um, you know some some people were threatened to uh, break his finger instead of straighten it out. Like if you if y'all haven't ever seen Brian Ball digger's finger, Google that. Yeah. Um, we were too lazy. <laughs> we were too lazy <laughs> to bring up the finger. Um, but I, I feel like you know, at the end of the day, it's like it's like uh, it's like I was trying to think of the, the analogy that would be the perfect setting it's like it's like if you if you ask your girl for if you don't have a gaming console yeah you asked your girl for a gaming console the new ps5 and she she gives you a ps4 and like babe i got you the ps4 babe <laughs> and like the, the ps5 is about yeah. to drop and you're like right and you don't you don't want to come across as not appreciative you right. want to be like yeah you you tried because because you don't because you don't have a gaming console right right so now you do but you know how long will it last? I mean, <laughs> you, know, the, you want that PS Five, and you, you got you got a refurbished system right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, in in terms of like that aspect, I feel like you know it's it's not a PS Five, but it's a PS Four. Yeah. It's got shiny controllers. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like you know, there, there's really no knock you can you can uh, bring. Um, I mean, like we, we jokingly talk about his uh, the false starts and not so jokingly, but the injuries as well and how that's a thing that's existed. But the one overarching thing you can look at through Jason Peters career is the dude has been a stud even even in, uh, you know, last year, locking up Khalil Mack and just like this guy, he never he he hasn't really shown to lose too much of a step. So. It's 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 a good guy to have. Yeah, shout out to our boy E in the comments over here. Peters was the right Peters was the right move to try it and to secure that line. Um, uh, we've seen this offensive line has been banged up, went struggles mightily. And yeah. in terms of like protecting your investment, you you do have to realize that you know you need somebody that you can count on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and beyond Wentz as well, like we're we're moving into year two with uh, with Booby Miles. Think about him running on that right side, like the holes that could open up. I mean, I mean, like again, like you can't be excited about the PS4. You you wish you had the PS5. It's getting old, long in the tooth. Right. But, but you, you were playing tic tac toe last week. You could still get some bang for your buck. But if you think about that whole right side of the line, that's a that's a solid. That's a it solid, really is solid. Like, and some people are like, oh, well, does this move mean that Andre Dillard, he's not the real deal? How do they feel about the rookie? Is it going to, um, you know, is it going to mess with his confidence? Like, I feel like it's like, you think, I think Andre Dillard is a young player. I think, you know, we saw him be frustrated in, in camp, you know, when he had that fight. But I think Andre Dillard in terms of, he's a young player I've, I thought needed to get stronger yeah um, and he needed to work with this work on his hands uh hand placement I, I felt I felt like he had a couple mishaps early on in his career but I didn't I don't think it was super major 
I just thought that, you know, Eagle fans are like, this guy's a bust already. Like, dude, we've he's super. It's young tough. Right to, now. It's it's and it's super tough to come in here and try and be the guy when you're when you're you know you're covering the blind side of the quarterback. You don't really have a rapport like that. That's the one thing that is not really considered. Just about like what's great in an offensive line is to spend a lot of years with a quarterback. Like that's something that Dillard hasn't had the opportunity to do, but like Jason Peters and Carson Wentz now have this rapport where they've been playing together for years and Jason Peters without looking at him can figure out where Carson is in the pocket behind him. So the more and more time that you play together, uh, the better that rapport becomes. And it, like Dillard is just still a player that's in development. It's really, you can't call you. There's no way you can call him a bust right now. It's it's just not. Nah, it's, it's way too early in his career. It's way too early. And then, and then same breath. Like when I see a, a guy out there who's never played, <laughs> never played football before, and is like telling me that you're telling me that Jason Peters, who's played in the league 17 years, you're gonna doubt this man that that he can do it. Like a, right. I, I think there's parts of people that are saying he can do it. But how long will his body last? I, I can res- I can respect that, but I'm saying if you're 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 sitting here telling me that that guy cannot do it, I think yeah. he can pick it up. One thing that I've noticed with Jason Peters that I've ne- literally with any other football player that I've never seen this happen. Jason Peters is a guy that, granted, he does end up getting injured kind of frequently but he ends up getting back in the games but like when he ends up like uh he ends up making a play or a- after play happens and he's like hobbling over to the sideline and like this dude like he looks like he's hurt but then just is able to shut down the defender that he's going up against throughout the rest of the game and so like it's it's almost like it's deceiving where you're like oh man is he like ready to break right now and then he just shuts out and has, has a great game and um i i just think that his uh his good play is undeniable whenever he's out there, man. I mean, the, the, the comments are right now, like are spicy right now. They're, they're saying like, they look like I can play guard right now. That's actually one of my college teammates. He, he was one of my tight ends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the slender wide receiver that I used to be. Four, three, nine, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Fat back right now. After tearing my ACL, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, like at the end of the day, like I, I feel like this season has been, you know, it's been just so many ups and downs. Uh, I, I was appreciative of at least having other news to talk about that was less controversial than, uh, you know, Hitler. Uh, you know, like we'd rather be talking about Eagles football. At least we got some kind of news. Uh, and it's, 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 it's almost like having the old couch back in the living room, mm-hmm. not that plush leather. You're getting that comfortable, you know, yeah. it's nice and worn in though. And you know, the spot to lay in to get a maximum comfort. Now, now negatives. Do you, do you have any negatives about this? Like we were, we were kind of pro positive, yeah, no, I mean, I think you just have to look at it realistically. You have to look at it at, at, on its face and look at his age, look at his injury history. And you are, every year that you go forward with them has been a gamble, to, to for lack of a better term. Like you, um, I, th- I think that it's a gamble that's worked out in previous years, but every year that you go into where you're counting on Jason Peters to be a key cog in that line, uh, he's 
got the potential to get hurt. He's got the potential to miss time. And so when that ends up happening, you have to have a piece behind him that's going to be able to fill that that void. Now I'm just I have a bringing up on screen here. Um, you know, this is Jason Peters injury history. Uh, week nine, he had a knee injury. He was out. Uh, week eight, he was out with a knee injury. Um, week seven, he was out with a knee. Uh, and now in 2018, he had the quadricep. 2018, uh, week 14, missed 13, missed week 10. Uh, yeah, there was just, you know, those, those games where he would just come in and out. You were like, is he mm-hmm. hurt or is he not hurt? Um, what's going on? But, you know, you, ha- you have to think that uh, he, he have a security blanket. And then and we're talking the money here. Six, mm-hmm. I mean, up six mil, six mil. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's three mil, but it's up to six mil. Right. So if you can get a, come on now, a backup left tackle or potentials, Starting left tackle for three mil or six mil, right? That's actually- and honestly, we're we're in a position where six mil would be good because I'm I'm assuming that's incentive based. And if he's out there and he's earning that six mil, that that means that he's earned that money. That means that he's excelled and gotten what we needed out of him. Yeah, I mean, he he comes on a team friendly deal, but like you can't. And the, the one thing that people don't talk about is. We're going through a pandemic right now where, where you don't have this offseason where you can get another player implemented into the office. It's like the way that you want him to to get that experience next to these players. So if you're in that situation, you know, you have you have Jason Peters, who's already acclimated with the guys. But the one question is, like, Jason Peters hardly practices during these. You know, once the, once the uh, camp really starts up, he doesn't really give you a lot of reps. He gets a lot yeah. of rest. Um, yeah. But does that hurt when you have Matt Pryor who can get those, you know, really good reps in if Jason yeah. Peters is going to take those, you know. He's going to take them away from Matt Pryor for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's something that you just have to weigh. But, like, as far – like, the, the thing that I can't look past is that Jason Peters is ultimately a Hall of Fame – offensive lineman and anytime that you have him on this team and among all of the younger offensive linemen he's teaching them things things that they're not just going to learn on their own so having him in that locker room having him uh you know groom dillard groom prior all these guys like this is going to be vital down the line yeah, and mark bird uh in, in the comments uh, saying great great for the locker room veteran voice others look up to and also, he controls the music in the locker room. So, mm-hmm. if if you're not you're not not feeling the vibes, uh, you know, Jason Peters brings that energy. Like, and also, you know how important it is to p- p- select the music in, in locker room. <laughs> now, how important that is. So, if Jason Peters is that guy, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. And not and not for nothing, but he is the threatening guy that uh, put a fire underneath of Jake Elliott's uh, ass. When uh, he told him, "Yo, no more missed field goals," and then Elliot goes out there and bombs a uh, sixty-one yard. This is, this is very true. Um, so, you know, Jason Peters, for what it's worth, we we all still love you. Yeah, bro. Uh, you know, and you know, God bless Yoda. You know, he's he's had a phenomenal career here, and let's let's speak it into existence that he has this phenomenal year. 
comeback player for the Eagles. And uh, he, 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 he rides fits, off into the sunset. And he fits in nicely into mm-hmm. a position that we actually need help at at this moment. Yeah, um, and I, it's it's impressive, honestly, with like as as big as Brandon Brooks is as a physical being that we found a guy that it like it, it, that's a that's a hard sort of body type to find, but we found a guy that probably is equally as big as Brandon Brooks out there to fill that hole. Yeah, he's gonna be a force on that line. And it, it's it's funny that Eagle fans are still waiting. They're they're still waiting. Quentin Maurice in the comments. I want Adams. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to believe that that was the big news. Sorry, I mean it's. You, you, it, it Hate could to be break it. it to you, but it, it, the big move was endorsed by Brian Baldinger after. Uh, and he Martin retweeted. Closer. Yeah, he retweeted this. Yeah, so he said that this is the big news that Baldy was alluding to, and then Baldy retweeted it. So to me, that means exactly this is what Baldy was talking about. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know it's. I, there's still potential. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. never say never, uh, but if we're gonna, you know, switch things up a little bit, uh, I we got I'll, some more big news. I mean, this this is the big news. Yeah. I mean, this is the big news. I mean, you know, as as Eagle fans, there's a part of like, you know, some some people watch the game on TV. You know, some Eagle fans choose to. <sighs> Watch at the stadium. Uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking what six sixty nine thousand, uh, hundred and seventy six seats are normally filled at the Lincoln Financial Field. Um, it's it's an experience. Like again, I used to be the guy. I used to be the guy that watched Eagle games just at home mm-hmm. by myself. I, I was I was I was very content with doing that. Once mm-hmm. I started tailgating, once I started attending games, it became a different beast. Um, and it's like, I guess the, the tailgating uh, culture really just it grew on me. And, mm-hmm. and shout out to uh, Alex McIntyre. She did a series on um, social, social distancing and she took a bunch of photos. But We weren't that, social distancing that day. Look at this photo right quick. And... You know, for the people listening on the podcast, where this is a photo of a tailgate shot of everyone rounding around each other, having a great time, enjoying the experience, meeting new friends. It's just a experience that you have to have when you go down to watch the Eagles. Now, moving forward, uh, can we show that other photo? <laughs> yeah, bro. Like this, this is the reality of what we're looking at down the. Uh... That's and and that's you know shout out to again Alex McIntyre for she she did this uh, she took this shot and it's like yeah. F one looks completely different. It's kind of sad. That, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like, I got a little got a little choked up. I mean, there's a lot of memories down there yeah. in that parking lot, and to know that we're we're you know it's not just it's look at the stadium. I mean, that's you just picture that and just those guys on the field with no fans behind them. Like what is the home game experience without yeah. is, is a, does a home field advantage even in, in exist in a, uh, in a world like this, you know? And now are they going to each, you know, which, you know, which stadiums are going to allow fans and which aren't like, is it up to the different States or, you know, it's, 
you know, the health commissioner of uh, Philadelphia said that the way that it's set up right now, it looks like it's going to be okay for them to try and play with the players, but there's no chance of them playing with fans. fans. And you, you know, you know, on this podcast, I've been pretty adamant. Like I've, my, my, these feelings of having a normal season, I, I didn't feel good months ago. And like, mm-hmm. we're, we're at a part where like, now we're at the part where there's no fans going to the games. Yeah. You know, yeah. Two well, preseasons games. Now, what is a regular season actually going to look like? Yeah. I mean, like just going back to what you were saying, like the, just throughout the years, like we, we've built an entire community uh, through tailgating of uh, people that, it's it's a weird but cool time that we live in where we we were a bunch of people that met on the internet and then ultimately ended up uh just hanging out on game days and beyond that as well and uh it's going to be weird cuz we we ultimate we're not the only ones we're not the only ones that are it's not just the 4th and John tailgate that's down there every week it's everybody's got their own group everybody or you know wrap around multiple stadiums wrap around the Wells Fargo Center around the link um, there's groups of people that meet up every Sunday and, um, to think that that energy and just like the entire experience, like it, like football in this country, especially in the Philadelphia region, it's like a religion, man. Like waking up on a Sunday game day, like th- it's got a different vibe, a different feeling to it. We're like, I mean, I'm a guy personally. I love to sleep in. It's <laughs> <laughs> got to be late to the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, I, especially in the, uh, you know, last year's tailgates, all that, like get, getting up with, with three hours of sleep and then, you know, pouring some coffee, going to the train and getting down to the lots, you know, while, while the sun's coming up, like that is, it's, it's a different type of day. And um, to not have that be a part, like, like the, the tailgating experience and watching football were like this married thing. And now it's like, they got divorced. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird uh, experience that I don't know how it's going to influence the play on the field, but I, uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of people that aren't happy just watching at home since they've gotten so accustomed to going down to the stadiums every week. It's like a separation of church and state because that, I mean, that was church for people like mm-hmm. awakening. Like I, you know, my Saturdays revolved around me, you know, taking care of my dad and then going out to get the beer Shout out to Bud Light. We love y'all. Um, yes. But getting the beer for the tailgate, you know, all the guys getting ready to like, hey, yo, what are you? You got everything. You got the food's good. Mm-hmm. Conchie Bakery. Conchie, oh, yep. shout out to Conchie Bakery. Got the food ready for tomorrow. Waking up at, or not being able to even sleep because I know I have to wake up. If it's an early game, I'm up at like literally at like 5 a.m. in the morning because you mm-hmm. got to get there to beat the line. So it's like, that whole experience of like, there's a game, it's a game before a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so really missing and, out. And, and it's like, as, as like a lot of people, you know, not morning people. Right. But you go down to a lot in, on a, on an Eagles game day. It's hard to catch people in a bad mood on an Eagles game day when you're, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, everybody's just, you know, everybody's chipper. They're ready to go. And um, man, it's, 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 it's an adjustment that we're like, we just need to, I don't know how people are going to handle. I, I mean, I, I felt like today was the first day where it really hit me that um, it's real. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's real. I mean, when they, when the Eagles started asking people like, Hey, you, you can back out of your seats. I was like, here we go. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Gail, I'm looking at the crystal ball, right? You know what I see? I looked at the dates, and, and it was it shut down until February 2021, which okay. tells me that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, we are good to storm the streets. That's the vibe I get. Okay. We're okay. taking Broad Street. Oh, take yeah. Broad Street. I, I like how you're thinking, man. Like that. Well, by the time, gotta think, gotta think positive. Put yourself in a positive mindset. By we're, the time we're, we're there, we're on Broad Street when they win. Yeah, by the time we're there, we're winning Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I always say, man, it is what it is, man. You you take the you take the punches and you roll with it. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, if this is how it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be. I mean, and you know, people are already this in the. It's going to be the uh, the year of the man caves. I think this year people are really going to uh, invest a lot of money into their man caves since they can't go down to the lots and tailgate. And shout out to Mario. He says, "Got to start tailgating in your neighborhood." Uh, shout out to Mario, man. He makes a good point. Um, but that doesn't stop us here at Fourth and John. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna be talking Eagles football regardless. We're, we're gonna also be gonna do virtual tailgates. I mean, we're. We can watch the game together. We can watch the game with watch live the stream together. That was a fun time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we we watched the draft. That was fun. Good time. Seven hours. Right. Live streaming. So I feel like, uh, you know, you, you gotta you gotta make the best of a bad situation. And and Wayne actually brings up a a crazy point I hadn't even considered about what what about a Super Bowl with no fans. Could you could you imagine something like that happening? Yeah, you know, like it, it'd be weird enough not being yeah. down in the Eagle Stadium, but when you come to the biggest game of the year and there's nobody there, man, that would be a weird dynamic. Shout out to Kyle in the comments. He says, "I need in on them virtual hook." Hey, man, hey, we, just, we just we just sent out the invite to everyone. We will do we will be doing virtual tailgating. I mean, that, that's the safest way for now. But it's like. You know, like I said, you know, dealing with a, a bad scenario and making the best of it. You know, like there's so many situations uh, where people are dealing with, you know, uh, sick family members or, you know, losing jobs or not having sports, man. Come on, man. And, 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 and just just a lot of this stuff that's been going on with like social issues. It's been a rough 2020 Um but I think we have to all come together and, and make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, like ultimately, we're all Eagles fans, and when we're going into this this next season, that like that's what all of our main focus is on. We want to uh, we want to be able to focus on the birds, and like 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 you said, uh, you know, ten minutes ago, it's it's nice to actually be getting back to talking about football. Yeah, that's something I missed, man. Like it, it, like uh, this has been a rough rough. Uh, quarter of a year right now, and um, to to have something positive to talk about is it's refreshing. Yeah, I mean, talking about something positive in the NFC East. I mean, sorta. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're a team that we play. Uh, Washington put out a release on July thirteenth, um, stating that we have announced the commencement, um, the thorough review of the team's name, that the review has begun in earnest. As part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors, bands, and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward. Today, we are announcing we will be retiring the Red Student's name 
and logo upon completion of this review. Dan Snyder, top left of that. <laughs> Dan Snyder <laughs> and Coach Avera are working closely to develop a new name and new de- and design that will enhance the standing of our proud tradition, rich franchise, and inspire our sponsors, fans, and community for the next hundred years. Uh, I guess the the mood is kind of weird in Washington's community. Some people say in the building, it's a lot of things have changed, different energy, different vibe. Um, some of the fan base is torn on they're still going to wear their gear. Like, imagine that. I mean, like, if, if you're going to put that in, in perspective of, say, you're an Eagle fan, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. not that we're in that situation, but just imagine we're like, you can't wear Kelly Green anymore. Like, right. We're, we're changing the name the Eagles to uh, Philadelphia Cheesesteaks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got to be a weird dynamic, but like, it's a it's a thing that you kind of have to take a step back and just evaluate, like, all right, so what's the name? The Redskins? Like, it's it's kind of a blatant racial slur. So, like, it's it's something that was uh, overlooked for many decades and not really considered to be anything offensive. And I think that this whole, you know, everything that's happening nowadays, the uh, all all the different social justice movements, I think, are really what pressure this. Ultimately, Nike pulling their their merchandise off of. Uh, all money. the Redskins merchandise off the shelves. Money talks, man. That's that's probably yeah. was the deciding factor. Yeah, money talks, man. At the end of the day, man, money talks. And I feel like, you know, for the NFC East, I don't want. I like. I don't want to. I don't want to see Washington get their shit together. Yeah, right. I, I felt like that was like one of the. That was the first phase of them getting their shit together. Like, ah, oh, man, like they're they're trying to they're doing stuff right now. Damn. Like, yeah. you know, like, I, like why? Like now the other end of it. Good. No, I was like, why? Like, I mean, now they have a, a head coach that they probably, probably will respect. Now, damn, uh, <laughs> Dan Schneider's actually like relinquishing some of his, uh, his control. And I'm like, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, and I see a lot of uh, artists out there on the internet that are proposing their own ideas as to uh, new logos, new names, and stuff like that. And that's the other part of it is that I've I've seen some logos for. Um, the Washington Red Tails, which would be in honor of the Tuskegee Airmen. And just like, I mean, honestly, the logo they put was together was kind of fire, man. I don't want to be looking at that. I was like, man, that's kind of a dope logo. Red Tails? <laughs> yeah, the Red Tails one was kind of dope. And it's got, it's still got the R on it. It's still got the flavor. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it's it, same, yeah. same color scheme and everything. Uh, Mark says, is Philly's bitch in the running for Washington's new name? It should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> The redheaded stepchild. No, I, you'd be like, how you like you? You're actually a no-name team right now. The Washington <laughs> trash cans. I like that. You know, yeah. it's, fit. it's it. You know, I, I saw, I saw a, uh, I saw, I, I saw an interesting comment in midst. It's Steve Mills in the in the, in the comments of Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said, "Is Swoop allowed to go to games though? I mean, is there is it even football without Swoop?" Right. And that, that actually brings the question up to cheerleaders as well. Will the cheerleaders be traveling with the team? Yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they don't have anyone to cheer in front of. What's well, really <laughs> – the- I mean, what are you going to – like, the, I'm, I'm still like it's going to be the ASMR NFL league this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be barely hear anything. It's- I don't know. Because, honestly, I've been seeing how the UFC is doing it. I'm seeing how the UFC is doing fights without um, – without having fans in the stands and just 
the the raw sounds that you get out of it it's a different experience listening to it but it's not bad like i, I i'm not saying that i i want to move forward with no fans in the stands i think that's ridiculous but i'm saying the new experience about it might be pretty interesting we might you know uh, get some more game noises, uh, get some more player trash talk between them. Who knows? It's a uh, shout out to Paul Wadey um, from across the pond. Uh, he, he actually sent me a message to my uh, DM on IG on IG and he was showing me their version of football. You know, we call it soccer, but mm-hmm. they actually, um, they play it with, you can either choose to watch it with sound or you can actually watch it with piped-in fake sound. Oh, really? So, so that, that's interesting. It's it's like you have the option of like listening to it with fake noise. Right, right. And I've, I've actually also heard about um, your mic. Um, I mean, it's 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 just weird. Imagine like, like what are you gonna choose? If we get that option, are you gonna you're gonna watch it with piped-in sound, fake no fake noise? We're gonna be like fake news. Fake noise. I think I would watch it without just for the reason that I li- listed just saying I- I'd like to at least try and hear what I could hear if there were, if there wasn't, um, you know, fan noise in the stadium. And also um, I don't know. I've just heard whispers. This is nothing. Don't take me for my word for it, but I've, I'm hearing um, about a, an app being developed that is going to be uh, linked up with these stadiums. And essentially what you're going to be able to do is press a button on your phone for this app and you say something into it. And then your sound will be played into the stadium. I know. <laughs> I know. If so we could say something and it's going to, and then it's going to play maybe through the PA system there. I don't know, but it's, it's uh it's something that's still in development. Uh, I've, I've seen also in uh, across the pond and with soccer teams, Borussia Dortmund in, in particular, uh, they're a German soccer club. And what they were doing was they were charging fans $13 uh, to put a cardboard cutout of themselves, the fan, in the stands. I'm looking at these NFL owners, and I'm just saying uh, if there's one thing they love, it's money, man. If there's any opportunity to capitalize, you think they're not going to take it? You think you think that if they offer fans the opportunity to put cardboard cutouts of themselves inside the seats where they usually sit, and it cost thirteen dollars. That they they would not allow the fans to do that. It would look better on the screen. I mean, and you got you got a picture of the go bird. You got a cardboard cut cut out of the go birds kid. Yeah. Go birds, like you know, open. We, we should just get all the Eagles memes in there. I I I think I would do it. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Lloyd said he would. That's why I'm mean. like, what's thirteen dollars? <laughs> I think it it would be pretty funny. It would be pretty funny to see, like, after a touchdown, the uh, the camera pan to, like, the crowd of cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Look hey, at them. They're going crazy. I mean, whatever you got to do to get yourself in the game or get yourself hyped for, for game day, I'm all for it, dude. Yeah. I'm all for it. Like, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, hey we'll, we'll, we'll actually take that photo of us at the tailgate and we'll, we'll send it there. Have a, <laughs> a joint uh, tailgate photo in the stadium. I'm, I'm yeah, okay with that. The whole gang's there. I'm okay with that. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you guys have any questions in the comments um, before we uh, get out of here, um, it, I, I feel like, uh, you know, what kind of questions are we having right now? Like, Is like, JP the answer? Are other teams going to be able to have fans that we're not? 
Who knows? That that would be weird if like the half of the uh I feel like ultimately for the whole fan thing, that should be a a flat decision across the board. I feel like either all the teams get to have fans or none of the teams get to have fans. Yeah, see, that that needs to be that needs to be taken care of. Does anyone have a knife? You know. Like if 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 some teams can have uh home 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 fans, I mean come on, like what, what is the whole field advantage? Yeah. That and that's that's exactly right. And like we could we could totally see a uh, like Seattle. Look look at a team like Seattle, like the twelfth man. Like that's that's their big thing there. How much of an influence yeah, how how good of a football team is Seattle? We we're gonna find out this year if they don't have fans in the stands. Yeah, and that's interesting, man, when you when you talk about like Coming to Philadelphia, the fans are the part of the experience for, mm-hmm. for posting teams. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, I don't like to play. Like you heard Eli Manning talk about, uh, he was he was shook from like little kids. Like you're yeah. about person him out. Yeah, he's still, he's still t- talking years. He's he's retired now, but he's talking about a little kid who flipped him off, and he still he still remembers that. So mm-hmm. the vibe that you get from Eagle fans is part of the experience. So like. It, it's that takes a little bit of uh, steam out of the, the Eagles in terms of that's a whole other element besides mm-hmm. with a good football football team. Yeah, Arnold fans. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Uh, John Woodson wants to know what offensive lineman gets cut due to the signing of Jason Peters. Let's, let's see. I want to bring up the uh, chart. I, I really don't think offensive line is really a position that we. Sh- we should be uh, cutting from, um, but the, you know, there's 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 names that could be uh, young developmental guys that that we could end up losing. Sua, Opeta. Is that what you were you saying? Yeah, uh, all these back end guys, Keegan Render. Um, yeah. Can you see that on the screen there? I'm sorry. Yes. Dead air, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that. I, I think the reason that you bring JP in is because you want depth. I don't. I don't know if you go and cut someone because you brought him back in. Uh, it's not going to be any of the rookie guys. I could. I, could, I think you you keep Prince Tega, Jack Jisco. I think those guys are the guys that you, you develop. Um, like like Luke Jariga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's I what I'm saying. Like Keegan Render. Those guys are the guys that'll probably end up getting the axe. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy to think that JP has lasted this long. Do you think uh, you you think Malata gets a lot of people are, are wondering in the comments? Does Malata end up? Uh, this is it, man. This I, is his. This is his make it or break it season. I think he's got a. I mean, two years in, and him him being a guy who's targeted by Stoutland, like he was part of that. Um, was the IMG program where he was like single? He he was singled out by Stoutland. He obviously saw something in him, um, and he was the, one of the guys that they brought in for a, a, a team visit. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, in a, in, a, in, a, in a mock draft, I had him going to the Eagles in the seventh round, mm-hmm. and he gets drafted. I'm like, there you go, you you have a potential guy to develop. You know, two years in, you know, mm-hmm. when are we going to see something? Right. 
Jeff Newton wants to know uh, what's up with the onside rookies and what's what's the holdup. What kind of number you think Jalen Rager? What, what do you think you can expect out of him? What kind of hit on the cap you think that'll be? Five six. I'm wondering what his, his cap's going to be. That was the one. That was the funny thing. I was wondering what um like what 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 it was the situation. Why it's been taking longer than normal. Yeah. I think the world just being in the current hellhole that is in is probably a major factor of that there's a lot that's just up in the air right now as far uh, as uncertainties. Um, and they usually have, uh, you know, they have 20, about 24 mil in cap space. Um, and they have almost about 10 million of that allocated to the rookie deals. Um, so you're looking at um, Jalen Rager's contract. Uh, four year, 13 mil. The contract has a 7 million $7.2 million signing bonus um, on, Jalen, on Jalen Rager. 7.2 mil signing bonus? Man, that's that's a nice payday for a young kid. Um, and then you look at Jalen Hurts. This is the thing that you, you think about um, Jalen Hurts being your backup quarterback. You're paying him essentially you know, $6 million for four years. Um, he's, he has a $1.9 million signing bonus. Uh, the contract is four years, $6 million. Uh, so you, in terms of looking at a veteran, um, you know, veteran quarterback, what's that going to cost you? Um, so Davion Taylor, uh, he's projected at a $4 million uh, contract, $832,000 uh, signing bonus um, for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kavon Wallace projected at three million, three point three million, a seven hundred six thousand uh, dollar signing bonus, fourth round pick. Uh, your other fourth round pick, Jack Driscoll, projected at three million, uh, about three three one um, signing bonus, four hundred ninety four thousand four hundred. Should I keep going? John Hightower, uh, his his contract is at two two point nine million three hundred thousand dollar signing bonus six round pick uh, that sounds so, like it's going to be more than 10 mil ultimately against the cat yeah uh sean bradley's projected at two 2.8 mil 171,000 signing bonus so you know quez watkins uh he just got paid yeah 2.8 mil was projected one hundred sixty nine thousand dollar signing bonus so, so there you go you got some numbers there um um, but at, at the end of the day, like it's 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 going to be weird if the season doesn't happen. I feel bad for the players, you know, who aren't getting paid, who aren't who aren't like savvy season veterans getting yeah. paid. I feel like, you know, you know, getting that game check taken away from you in your first year. Yeah, these guys these guys might have to get a a second job or something. It's going to be the recreation of Concrete Charlie doing concrete in the offseason. Uh, Matthew uh, Beams Durfer from Facebook. He says, do you guys actually think there's going to be a season? I'll because he has back. an answer. For that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, do I think there's going to be a season? I think there's going to be a start of a season. I don't think there's going to be an end of a season. That's me coming to you with all my honesty. Um, I really feel like I've, I've been pretty consistent since, since what, before the draft, dude, like I've been saying this for months and months and months, mm-hmm. I just, 
in theory, it sounds like we could try to have the season and they could do everything that they physically can do. But I, my gut is telling me that nothing is telling me that my spidey sense has been saying no season for a long time. Cause I, mm-hmm. I feel like the issues of like, you know, I, I, I work in times square, dude, like our, our company has been like, yeah, we're not going to be working in times square until next year. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what they've already said that they said that months ago, right? Cause they know flu season's coming up. They know it's, there's an, the second phase. So it's like, they, they said, they said all events of Philadelphia are going to be shut down until February, 2021. Like they, the, all the people that are in charge, all the people that are making the decisions, they are telling you right now with all of these, like how long they're canceling stuff for, they're telling you how long that they really think this is going to, last and like it's crazy that like when the back like take take me back to march 16th there was a a big percentage of people who thought this this lockdown was going to be like two three weeks and now we're looking at like this it's realistically could be close to a year shout out to dash rink aka john woodson um yes he says no man um and i i'm i'm, I'm agreeing with john here um it's just this is the word this is where it gets tricky right so you got you have basketball players in the bubble Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Picking the- Rick Sean Holmes, yeah, except we- for Rick Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but think about it. Those guys are in the bubble, protected, right? Mm-hmm. With their families, they're all in. They're going to play basketball, right? Right. You have all these guys on a football team who are not in a bubble, who are going home, right? Wiling out, like. And it's the and the roster size is twelve versus fifty three. On top of that, and then you know these NFL players, you know they're gonna fly out, ladies. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's there's not a contained environment for the NFL in their bigger rosters. I don't get it. Like, yeah, like yeah. how? And, and that's the thing is that if. And like even with the NBA, like if the like they've got themselves sealed in a bubble and in on paper that seems like it would work, but it takes one guy to slip up and go against protocol, end up going getting sick, and then he ends up playing against people that aren't sick, and then it just it just spreads exponentially through them. And so that's the problem. That's ultimately why I feel the way that I feel is that it doesn't take it takes one person to ruin it for everybody. And there's too many people in the league for someone to not f up. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Matt. Matthew. He says I'm in Austin, Texas. Not only is the coronavirus out of control here, I'm in the belly of the beast with these dickhead cowboy fans. Not only uh, you surrounded, up, man. but you're surrounded by cockroaches. Cockroaches. Um, yeah, man. That's like it's it's like it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, and, and you want to be positive, right? Um, mm-hmm. You want to want to be positive about it. Um, John Woodson he says there are some <laughs> football players, not so much in the NBA. The NBA is in a bubble. The NFL is isn't going to risk an obese player to die because of the coronavirus. And you know, like if uh, what was his name? Vince Wilfork. Um, yeah, man. Who's who's a uh, Corey? Um, is it Corey Stringer? Corey Stringer, maybe. Corey Simon, oh, from the Vikings that that died. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, Corey Stringer. You know, uh, it's it's you know he was one of those players that died. Um, it's and that was not during the coronavirus. I mean, it's like you're talking about a a virus that if you have breathing concerns or you know issues, underlying conditions. What about that Cleveland Brown offensive line coach, the Hut Hut guy with his yeah, <laughs> Mr. Husky. You talking about older <laughs> coaches? In yeah, the, like you're putting a lot of people at risk, and it's not just them. Like you said, like these these, unless they're in a bubble, the same sort of format that the NBA players are. Like they're going home to their families. Who's to say who the player's wife? It like wh- where they're going in the day. Who's to say where the player's kids? Where they're going today? The For each individual case of that, so like you don't know what everyone's being exposed to. There's just way too much. Um, moving parts. Yeah, moving parts. Yeah, and um, yeah, John said uh, that was he died from dehydration. But you're talking about those kind of situations where players dying on practice fields changed the way things were being held in mm-hmm. the locker rooms, college right. locker rooms, or college fields, or uh, at practices. Um, just like COVID is actually is going to morph the NFL. Uh, practices like we know and the game like we know it right and, and another thing to even consider uh jeff newton he's down in tampa he wanted to go to the super bowl this year suppose there's no season does the does the following year uh, does tampa have the super bowl there or do they lose their opportunity to have the super bowl uh, it's weird man it, it, and uh shout out to my, my boy jay uh he actually bought season tickets for Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I mean, of Tommy because he's he's slick like that he's he's right. ahead of the game he's like uh-huh. I got 50 yard line tickets for the Bucks these are gonna go like and there's probably not gonna be a season yeah yeah man like yeah, it's it's tough man and then and to sum up the show yeah. <laughs> in 2020 he says uh Mark Burt says 2020 blows man but uh, I mean that that pretty much wraps it all up <laughs> no, I I think uh, you know we're we're looking we're looking uh, for the bright spot in 2020. I I think the bright spot for us would probably be when the coaches show up. To pre- they I don't know they have the coaches have to uh, quarantine for like seven days before, and then the players are going to come in. I think uh, it's going to be interesting the way that the season is going to be covered from an Eagles media standpoint. I know, you know, there's certain rules and regulations that are being set, how they can't cover, you know, be close to the players. and right. what. So it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, it's going to be completely different than any other previous season. That's for sure. Now, Evan, did you have any other words for the fans before we head out? Just don't uh, just stay positive and don't get discouraged by the fact that uh, it's possible that the, that, the Eagle season might not happen. I mean, try, try and try. I know it's hard not to think about, but try your best just to stay positive. Hope for, uh, hope for the best and uh, prepare for the worst. Yeah, man. Keep hope alive. I mean, we have an opportunity to see if, if we do have a season, I used, I used to like, you know, this, I like to talk things in existence. When we have a season, it's going to be very interesting to see that again, like 2020, we have been living through history, this is going to be the first. It's going to be in textbooks, man. Season 
we're living through history. So you can tell this to your grandkids and your great grandkids that I was there when, you know, this the world seems like it was going to end. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like at the end of the day, man, just realize, uh, you know, we're living through history. So we could be in the history books. Uh, but that's all for us at Fourth and John. Uh, shout out. We want to give a shout out to uh, Bud Light. Um, we talked about tailgates earlier and Bud Light was a big part of that. And Conchi Bakery, you guys have been holding out. Monster holding Energy out as well. Ever and Monster Energy. But if you want some pizza, hit up Conchi Bakery because I know they are, are still making food during this. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, not, don't want to sell it either. They, they make killer tomato pies, man. Killer oh, tomato hell pies. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, that's all for us. We will see you guys in the next one. Uh, but that's all for us. And fly, Eagles, fly. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.